You're listening to the second of our four prologues to Lore and Legend Season 2, The Gates of Dream. This is Lore and Legend, A Warlord's Dream. Between the mighty walls and the wave-blasted shore, the warlord sleeps in his tent upon the battlefield. And as he sleeps, he sees terrors in his dreams. First, he is standing in a great hall beside a great table, with shadow-filled portals yawning on every side. In the sconces, the torches burn, and they are there, inside the shadows, between the torches, faces flitting in and out of the light, eyes imploring, mouths working. With their pinching hands, they reach out towards him. Blood slicks their palms, and they draw out with them their own viscera raise it in their arms like platters to be feasted as if to pile the table with the content of their own chests he smells the savor of roasting meat smoke that rises from the altars and he sees that there is a knife in his hand and blood running off the blade he turns, looks into the face of his own daughter. The knife is in his hand, it falls, and he gives the fatal blow again. Then the eagle of the gods is rising into the air, the black, the black ships, ships surging forward as the, as the life, life flows, flows out of her body, her body. and into their unfurling sails. There is another girl. He sees her, the woman, a stranger, crying, screaming before the high portals. They are the gates of his own house, his own halls, the halls of the house of Atreus. And she calls out, the gates of death, she shouts. She shouts out to all who can hear her, but their faces are turned away. His own hands, they ache to silence her, to pluck out her tongue. She screams and she screams, and behind her the walls roll down with blood. He wakes from his bed with a snarl and with a hiss. What womanish dreams are these? He is Agamemnon, king. Warlord, leader of the gathered armies of the Greeks. As his panting breath slows, the Warlord feels the chill air stir, and part the flaps of his tent to slip inside. And once there is a new sweetness in the air, a dull and heavy calm, the radiance of the fire in the braziers climbs higher, burning with some new vigor. Agamemnon's breath it catches in his chest. He cannot stir from his bed. 
there is some spirit here. It pours itself out of the dust of the air, forms a golden skin, a mask of cool gold and blazing bronze. The eyes are pure furnaces, but he knows the face the mask depicts. It is Nestor's face. Nestor, his counselor. Nestor, his confidant. One of the few to be relied on in this camp of dogs and fools. Nestor had told him once, according to the wise, there are five kinds of dream. Two kinds are mortal, dark and chaotic. Haunted dreams, when a man half asleep sees shades and spirits rushing around him in the night. And nightmares, those that are born from the tumult of one's own body and spirit. The other three kinds are divine artifices, cryptic dreams, the dumb signs of the gods, which need the wisdom of priests to unravel. Prophetic dreams, clear visions of the future which unfolded later just as you saw. And then there were oracle dreams, when gods and spirits came to stand over your bed and instruct you. And always the spirit would come in the shape of a god, of a teacher, a friend, or close kin, whether dead or living. And their words must always be heeded. In these dreams, everything is in its proper place. So when a man has a dream, he must ask himself, is this dream mortal or divine? Great Agamemnon, said the spirit as Nestor. Mighty warlord, ravager of cities, I bring you a message from the dread throne of Zeus himself. He has seen your piety, he has seen your firmness of will. In this you have found his favor, son of Atreus. He bids me tell you, the sins of your house will not stand against you. Their blood will not be weighed against you in this war. Your purpose is accounted noble, and victory will be your due. Heed my words, the messenger told him. Attack now, and Troy will be yours by break of day. And there in the torchlight of his tent, Agamemnon licked his lips and smiled and bowed his head. In this, he assented. Outside the tent, a man sits on the sand of the shore, and he is gazing out to the sea. Beyond the blunted prows of the black-hulled ships, beyond the torn nets and the rotting sails, to where Mother Night's cloak dips over the horizon. He feels the wind stir and the air change. He turns his head, and as he does, 
he sees the curtains of the warlord's tent lift. He sees the subtle form slip between them, a body that knows nothing of flesh but is all of glamour. And for a moment, the man called Odysseus and the spirit called Deceitful Dream lock gazes. It is only for an instant. The mortal man blinks and Dream is gone. A whisper of smoke spiralling away on the pungent air called back to the dread hand of Zeus. Odysseus's gaze lingers on the tent for a moment, but he does not look back toward the sea. Instead, he stands and turns to stare across the long black yards that lie between the beach and the city, the object of their conquest, the promise of the warlord's dream. There rose the smoke over the warlord's camp, and the black jagged shore, the rolling fields, and the walls of Troy. A city, an army, a harvest of souls, who today live on only beyond the rivers of death, and behind the gates of dream. listening to Lore and Legend, The Warlord's Dream, a minisode and prologue to our second season of stories, The Gates of Dream, which explore Greek myths of the gods and spirits of the underworld, the lands of dream, death, and darkest fate. This episode featured music by Caleb Hennessy. Find out more about Caleb's music at calebhennessy.bandcamp. Dot com, or by checking out the links in the episode notes. Visit www.loreandlegend.co.uk to read more about the mythology and sources that directly inspire this story. The Gates of Dream features four minisodes and nine full episodes with myths and legends interpreted by storytellers Rick Scott and Sebastian O'Dell. Its production has been supported by our patrons Paul Jackson, Christy Carson and Sean Powell, and it features authentic music from lyre players Michael Levy, the Sekilo Museum of Ancient Instruments, and soundtracks by composer Caleb Hennessy. If you'd like to support us in producing more quality content like this, be sure to visit our website and find out how you can support us one time or on an ongoing basis. Next week, join us for our last minisode before the start of the series, The Lord of Dreams. <laughs>